This is a HeadGum Podcast. You ready for it? Welcome back, everybody. Ah, did you miss us? It's been what's what's twenty four times seven, right? On the spot. I have not <laughs> done math well since tenth grade. Twenty four times seven. Four times seven 20, is twenty eight. That's forty eight. No, no, no. Four, that's one hundred forty eight. One hundred forty eight. All right. So two times twenty four is forty eight. No, 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 no. no. It, if we it's do that 168. Twice, 168. It's 168. I think it's been 168 hours, according to Ray, that you have seen. Us. Why, according to Ray? <laughs> because I, if is you bad are, at math too, I'm bad at math too. I'm so bad why at which is you, why I put it on you. So according to Jacques, who let Ray do bad math because he didn't want to do it. Come on. Because, because you know, listen, I went to art school, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, 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 I got a, the, a degree in theater. I, now I really want to know what's 24 times It's seven. 168. Like, I just Googled Damn. it. Damn! I was Damn, right. You was right. You but was it, right. it took me a while. I had to carry okay. the two in my head, and it was a little, it was a, little, <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> I love it. We are Matt. Well, Ray is a mathematician. Welcome to the cast, everybody. <laughs> I'm the Jackie's side of the equation. And I'm the Ray side of the equation. How you doing, Ray? How are you? I'm good, you know. I'm in New York City. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen friends. Mm-hmm. Men want to have sex with me. It's very nice. It's very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Listen, there's nothing like some new city ass. I'm telling <laughs> you, new city ass. It's old city ass for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, it may be old city. Well, listen, that's even worse. That, I mean, that's even better. Not yeah. worse. That's even better. Because, I'm keeping, you know, like. I'm keeping my body count low. I'm just re-smashing old niggas. That's the plan. Re-smashing. <laughs> you know, I'm out here well, on my God J-Lo. On my Jennifer Lopez uh, now, you know. Uh, I'm just going to find you, old dick and recycle because uh, the humiliation. Of, <laughs> yes, listen, I'm getting at my own Ben Affleck. Although I have oh, a yeah. no whites after Trump rule. So I'm getting at my Diddy is what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. You're getting your Diddy's, you're getting your Mark Anthony. Yeah, you know I'm getting I'm my, uh, you know, my nice bachata dancing dudes, uh-huh. and, you know. <laughs> you might you might even go back to A-Rod. You might even go back to A-Rod. <laughs> Listen, A-Rod, A-Rod don't like black girls. A-Rod don't even like Spanish girls. We lucky he was with J-Lo. You know what I mean? That's every true. every That's girl true. was Madonna, Kate Hudson, Cameron Diaz, these blondes, these fit, strong blondes, you know. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Shame on you, A-Rod. You had a queen. You yeah. had J-Lo and you let her go. For a reality TV star. Did you hear that story? Do you know anything Ooh. about it? I do know a little bit about that okay. story. And it is Audience, very, very Audience, go look up Madison from Southern Charm and investigate why she's responsible for the A-Rod-J-Lo split. Obviously, a woman is not responsible for a man's transgressions. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if I were J-Lo, I'd be very upset that you are cheating on me with a lowly Southern Charm star. When I'm yeah. Jennifer fucking low, I'm Jenny from the block. And you out mm. here FaceTiming with Madison from mm. Southern Charm. I love Madison. But you out here mm. FaceTiming with Madison from Southern Charm? Fuck out of here. How dare she? How, How dare, dare she? 
That's why she's back with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is the finest of J-Lo's exes, in my opinion. It's a good look for her. Good for her. And and what a beautiful segue. (laughs) A-Rod leaving Jennifer Lopez for a reality star. And the women we talking about today, I you know, maybe I don't know if they would catch A Rod's eye because you just said you don't like black women. (laughs) (laughs) But they're all beautiful Mm -hmm. and they're all funny. And like listen and honestly, I fucked with them. I fucked with them when I watched the clip. I fucked with them when I watched the episode. I fucked with them. We are on Real Housewives of Potomac. Which sounds like a fake city name, and that's why I love it even more. <laughs> it also doesn't sound like a city with black people in it. Doesn't Potomac sound it like? It doesn't. Doesn't it sound like a rich village that some white settlers stole from Native Americans? Potomac. It sounds. It sounds like a city with a whole bunch of broken tree limbs. If you know what I'm saying. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> what it sounds like. But then it's a lot of black. There was there's a lot of black people in this. I even went on the demographic. I was like, okay, yeah. PG right. County generally has pretty yeah. It's Potomac and PG County maybe, but yeah, PG County got a lot of black folk. So no, I'm really excited about this franchise. Just to even talk to you about it, because there's only two black franchises. I say only, but there's two black mm-hmm. franchises on Real Housewives, and uh, I like Atlanta. Obviously, everyone does, but Potomac is my sweet spot. So I'm very excited that we're talking about this one today. Atlanta, I I haven't watched full seasons of Atlanta. I know of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you can please tell me if I'm wrong here. But to me, I feel like the differences of Potomac and Atlanta is Potomac are the are the black women who are like I could see these storylines being picked up and put into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, they're bougie more than they're a little more. That's they're the bougie best and they're, they're a little more, more bougie and they're more like uh, they're a little more high class high society. And, you know, yes. they're all yes. very like for the most part. This cast is very light skinned and like yeah. you know like they're very like talented tenth Jack and Jill upper crust like kind of women. Yes. And it's very, very fascinating because they don't really have all that much money. So to see the combination of the high (laughs) and the low is very, very funny to me. It's like these even the clip that we're about to watch is these two women pretending to be classier than they are getting interrupted, as we'll see. I love it. I say let's just get to the clip. This is Real Housewives of Potomac, season three, episode 13, where Karen and Giselle get interrupted. By a mime. Let's take a listen. You are so insecure that you don't want Kendall around. That you should not be dating someone's ex-husband. Okay, you've been there, and you've so done what? that. You can't erase that. They got Let divorced a hundred years ago. Is. I'm going to oh date a God. whole lot of other people that have been oh married. My God. As you always do, but and not I, the point. Not yes. The point. What are you talking I'm about? You, I'm concerned for you. Seriously, okay. my eyes have seen the light with you sitting here today, calling me a liar. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, please. You are a hot mess. Face it. Get yourself together. Grow up, Giselle. Oh my God. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. He went to camera time. <laughs> it's very irritating. Okay, but can you move on? I, I, this is some bullshit. <laughs> Who are you? All right, you got your five minutes of fame. You're good. I can't. No, I knew sir. you would. No, sir. Uh, no, 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 no. Stop. Don't come Stop. over here. Don't come over here. Honey, why don't you sit right beside no, her? So no, you can't, s- sir. Sir, sir. Sit, please. Sit right with I her. I don't mean to be offensive. But sit with her. You got to Sit go. with her. She's going to be more real with you, you gotta than go. me. We okay. good. Karen never wants to talk about Karen because Karen does no wrong. All right, I think dinner's over. 
And as we're trying to mend our ways, here come the stupid mind. So we have not finished our conversation, Karen Huger, at all. What in the world? Now you want the f***ing security, don't you, Giselle? Yes. <laughs> Welcome back. I don't know what to say. What do I say? What do you say to that? I what do know. you say to that? There is nothing to say about it. There is nothing to say about it. I am very, I am very interested to see, <laughs> as we chop it up about this episode, who might join mm-hmm. the cast, which, in case you're wondering, in case you need a little refresh, includes Tiffany New York Pollard from Flavor of Love, Johnny Bananas from The Challenge, Aviva Drescher from Real Housewives of New York, Shangela from RuPaul's Drag Race, Vinny and Snooky from Jersey Shore, Tyra Banks from America's Next Top Model, and more, Dan Giesling from Big Brother, Trishel from Real World Las Vegas, and the newest entry, the Karen herself, John, not John Gosling, Karen, what's the fuck is her name? Uh, uh, Kate. Kate Gosling. <laughs> Kate Gosling from John and Kate, plus eight. I'm excited. I, you, I wish the audience could see how big my smile is because... And how big Jackie's smile is. Because, um, like, Potomac is so funny. And I love when something I enjoy is so easily enjoyed by somebody else. Like, you just show them it and, like, make them laugh. And I think, Jackie's, you enjoyed this clip as much as I enjoyed it. Oh, I enjoyed it. Uh I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed it so much. And, and, And I love... Like, listen, we you, you live in New York now, but mm-hmm. you, you lived in L.A. for a while. I'm mm-hmm. from Chicago and L.A. Those are the three biggest cities in the fucking country. Mm-hmm. So we are used to city life. And, and like, I just don't get to see too many outdoor arguments. <laughs> like, and I love, I love that these women just had a straight-up argument in the middle of a fucking, like, outdoor restaurant mm-hmm. right near the sidewalk. Right near the sidewalk. Uh, there was white dudes standing right next was, to over there. There was white people all around. <laughs> there was people walking their dogs on the street, and these women are having the silliest argument. Mm-hmm. And I fucking, I loved this so much. I was like, why can I not see this shit in real life? This is TV. It was amazing because in the middle of this silly argument, which we'll break down in a second, a mime Mm. shows up. (laughs) A mime. It was like, it was was so, it was so delightful to me because I've missed New York so much and I have not seen that kind of crazy in such a long time. Yeah. We don't get mimes here. We get, we get Hollywood Superman. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we, 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 we get people, you know, who you probably don't want. I mean, you don't want to mind walking up yeah. on you as well in the middle of a restaurant, but we get people who you like, all right, man, come on. Yeah, like, back, up, back up, <laughs> back up. Back up, back up, back <laughs> up. Which they were in this clip. Yes. Kara's reaction to the mime each time. Was incredible. So was first, fucking incredible. We should set the Let's stage. Let's break it down. Let's break so it down. So what happens is Karen and Giselle, they're both original housewives of the Real Housewives of Potomac and they have a long standing what in season one and two seems like more of a friendship but here we are in season three although they always had drama season three is the beginning of it fully becoming a frenemy ship and as you go on in the seasons where we're about to premiere season six they're fully enemies at this point so but what happens is that 
Karen is the bougiest one. She calls herself the grand, the grand dame of the Potomac. Grand dame. And yes. you know, she's a beautiful older woman, very over the top, very ostentatious, you know, very showy about her uh, <clears throat> supposed wealth. And Giselle is that kind of, you know, gossipy, pretty girl who's kind of mean, but she's funny, um, popular kid. And, uh, Karen went to some serious financial trouble with the tax issue in season two, and Giselle mocked her mercilessly. So, <laughs> as revenge for season three, uh, during season three, Giselle is dating a former NBA player named Sherman something. He used to play on the wa- Bullets before they were the Wizards. And mm-hmm. Sherman's ex-wife is part of the, you know, general circle of black women in this Potomac scene. And Giselle's dating her ex-husband, so Giselle doesn't really want to see her. The woman's not on the show. But Karen and a couple of the other housewives who don't really like Giselle bring start bringing Sherman's ex-wife, Kendall, to all these events. So Giselle has a problem. Karen invited Giselle to an event that Kendall was at, and Giselle wanted to talk to her about it, but can't... But, uh, Karen, who is a liar and a deflector, as if you watch the show, you would see. Uh, she kind of deflects from the conversation at her party. So this is Giselle's opportunity to get Karen. And they, before even the mime shows up, they are funny barbing at each other. They are hilarious. They are hilarious yeah. people. Um, it's my, like, the the conversation starts with, Giselle sitting down, you know, and Karen sitting down and Karen saying, listen, I'm here to listen. You bought me here because you obviously <laughs> want to talk to me, so I'm here to listen. Giselle says three words and Karen's like, hold on, I'm here to talk. It <laughs> 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 starts going off like, this is you what you're not going to say. You can't talk about that. You're not going to talk, talk about that. You can't talk about and Giselle Robin. is like, I thought she was here to listen. <laughs> You're not going to talk about Robin because Giselle mm-hmm. always want to bring up something else. We're going to talk about you, Giselle. <laughs> and, your, and your whack attacks. <laughs> your whack attacks. I'm like, what the fuck is a whack attack? I love it. And I love it so it, much. It's so great because even in this conversation, you realize that so much of Real Housewives is point scoring and get back. So like, yeah. so like Giselle sitting here being like, Karen, Karen, what have I done to you? And Giselle was like, you, and Karen's like, you were so disrespectful with my tax situation last year. And Karen's like, and Giselle's like, are you really bringing that up right now? And it's like, yes, yeah. that's why she brought the girl to the fucking party. Yeah. Because you embarrassed her, made her man look broke on TV last year. <laughs> I would love to get to a point in my life where I can make fun of people for their taxes. <laughs> Like, know, right? I got tax issues a, myself. Listen, you know, listen, I, 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 that is a life that I'm not even going to lie that I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of like, I pay more taxes than you make in a year. I'm joking. I'm, I'm not joking. I want to be yeah. a part of that tax yeah. bracket where oh, for I sure. can make fun of that shit and because it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And the, it's even more hilarious that Karen was in some serious tax trouble because she is this very performatively wealthy person. Like even yeah. when she got confronted on the tax issue, she was like, well, you have to make a million dollars to owe a million dollars. Like trying to flex <laughs> when there's a lean on you. 
<laughs> He's like, yo, if I got to make a million dollars, I owe a million dollars, and I'm good, man, because yeah. I'm back at zero. Right. Shit. <laughs> so, I'd, rather get a re- I'd rather get a tax refund. Right. <laughs> exactly. Shit. And so, you know, like, Karen's role is to perform this wealth. You know, she's delusional. Yeah. And Giselle's role and over time, she gets meaner and meaner with it. But her role is to keep, you know, bring Karen back down to earth. And it's like a fun yeah. dynamic or whatever. And so here, Giselle is trying to bring Karen back down to earth over this party. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. another castmate, Monique, she's, quote unquote, hosting the cast trip. Obviously, these women don't host them individually. Production pays for them. But each year, a different person is assigned to invite the girls and, quote, unquote, host a trip. And Monique right. is going to host a trip. And she wants to send a clever way to invite her castmates. So mm-hmm. we've already seen her send a mime to invite Robin. And here we are <laughs> seeing her send a mime to invite Karen and Giselle in the middle of an argument, which is hysterical. So I wonder if production was like, okay, Karen and Giselle are going to be having this fight this day, this time. Monique, please send mm-hmm. the mime right mm-hmm. here. Like, yo, cue the mime, cue the mime, cue the mime. Bring them in, bring them in, bring them in. <laughs> like, so seriously. It was amazing because the way that they noticed the mime is incredible, yeah. right? So yes, oh at my gosh, some yeah. point... Karen says something to the effect of, now you looking like a clown. And Giselle mm-hmm. goes, no, that's the clown. We have not even <laughs> seen the mime. We, we haven't even seen, seen the mime. <laughs> Karen didn't know what she was talking about. That's yeah. my favorite part of that. Karen hadn't seen the mime yet. Yeah. She didn't know what she was talking about, and she was like, now that's That's disrespectful. disrespectful. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And then Giselle, not realizing that Karen hasn't seen it, like is like, but he's right here. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> Honestly, please go watch the clip. It is so please good. Please go. It's in the footnotes because, like, th- these and not, this isn't like a. So you know, we're both in comedy, mm-hmm. and and you know what people don't know about comedians is right. for the most part. We generally know other styles, not know, but we know of other styles of comedy, right? So yeah. like. The mime world, while I'm not in it, not really even close to it, I'm not ignorant to it. Like, I know people (laughs) who, like, do miming and clowning and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, right? But the stereotype of mime is not the mime that we got (laughs) in this. We got very much like what a mime would actually be, which is very over the top. Yes. Very, it's just like Very handsy, very like, his body was moving very like seductively almost. Yes, yes. (laughs) He was like, I'm here to give y'all a show. (laughs) Yes, he was doing like twirls on on the banister that they were by and... Uh, and Karen, Karen it's funny because Giselle at least tries to have a sense of humor about it. But when Karen figures out that there's a mime, she's instantly pissed, okay? Yeah. Because it was like, she was like, I was going to cuss Giselle out. And now I got to pay attention to this fucking mime right here. And so yeah. <laughs> at one point, Karen gets so fed up with this mime who doesn't even give them the invitation. Do we see him give them no, the invitation? No, no, we didn't. <laughs> she we goes, didn't see them give the invitation at she's all. Like, can you move on? This is some bullshit. Who are you? <laughs> oh, you here for your five minutes of fame. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, and and Giselle's, you know, at first she's trying to play along, but she gets, yeah. she starts getting annoyed. She's like, okay, I don't mean to be offensive, but you got to go. 
You gotta go. And then Karen's like, sit with her. Sit with her. And makes the Mm -hmm. mime stay with Giselle as she tries to run out of the restaurant. Yeah, and as she's running out of the restaurant, she gives one last bar band. I bet you will call security now. (laughs) You're running. You're the one leaving. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one leaving. Oh, wait. I didn't even hear Karen say that. That's a reference to they both like calling security. They love... Getting security to escort someone they beef away out of a party. Karen, Listen, let me tell you. Karen loves I, to yell, security, security. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Like, th- th- that's, here is, here's why I really enjoy this clip. I've seen clips of other Real Housewives seasons. We did Real Housewives of New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they're very fun, but, like, it's still very white high society right mm-hmm. so it, it's a it, there is a disconnect there for mm-hmm. me at okay least. um and not in a bad way just a disconnect of like i'm peering in on a part of culture that i'm not a part of in any shape form or fashion mm-hmm. right the thing i love about this even though like i'm not a part of this class of mm-hmm. culture that they're in but it feels like auntie energy. It feels right. like black auntie it energy that I get. It feels yeah. so familiar to me. Like it, like because you know, listen, black aunties they ain't gotta have money to act like this. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> but they're gonna act, but, but they gonna act bougie. Yes, yes, Bougely and I fucking love it. Bougie get you together for sure. And you yes. know, like. For me, this show is great because it's so problematic. I mean, I think the cast is like rife with colorism. But, you know, I also feel like black high society has the same affliction. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Where it's like, oh, you know, all the fair skinned, light skinned people of a certain type of class or whatever got with each other and started going to all these country clubs and Jack and Jill events and things like that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so like even the problematic parts of this show is like somewhat attractive to me because it feels familiar, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, Mm -hmm. and I just love like Giselle is the daughter of a civil rights activist, like a well-known one. And, and like she's on TV Yelling at Karen over <laughs> her her new boyfriend's ex wife, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. trying to keep her cool when a mime comes to interrupt. Like this is incredible. This is it's incredible. Great. It's really great. It's really great. And and, and like I said, it, it just something about it feels so familiar. Yeah. Because like black people are bougie in general. Like yeah. and, we and like you know to like my do fancy. We like shit. to be bougie. We like to do fancy shit. We like to do like my grandma will skip 15 stores to go to the store that she wants, that she knows got the shit that she, yeah, she wants. I'm just yeah. like, Grandma, like, just go get cake flour from, you know, from Jewel. You know, <laughs> like, you don't got to go to the store 20 miles away to get yeah. the cake flour. But she's like, mm-mm, that's where the good cake flour yeah. is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, and I love that. I Because I grew up with that, so yeah. I fucking love that. There is some shit in this. So we've talked about the whole fight, but we got to get to some specific bars. Mm-hmm. And my favorite bar, my favorite, like, stick it to you, which, like, again, I can't wait to get to a place where I'm here. (laughs) It's something we'll find out on the other side of the break. We'll be right back, everybody. Oh, and we back. We back. What's up, party people? We talking Real Housewives of Potomac. This is the cast with Ray and Jackie, season three, episode 13. Karen and Giselle 
having a little little fight. Giselle with her whack attacks and Karen with her <laughs> grind downness. Karen threw a barb at Giselle that I fucking loved when she talked about, mm, and you wore that used Liberace jacket. <laughs> My Roberta was brand new. My Cavalli jacket. And listen, this is so funny that you picked up on this because Giselle is notoriously the most beautiful one, but the worst dresser. Like the worst dresser across cast. That's very funny. And Karen was never like the best dresser, but Karen did the work of seeing herself on TV and then getting the glow up. Like she started getting better wigs, all her clothes, her fashion, everything. But Giselle got on TV and still dresses like she always dressed. So Mm -hmm. here's Giselle in a purple cheetah, Roberto Cavalli blazer. (laughs) I love it. That, that Karen is mad at her for wearing twice in one year. <laughs> twice in one year. This is this is how rich these people. This is how rich people live. You wore that twice in one year is used. And then, like, and then, and then Giselle's like, no, it was two separate years. And so the editors show us <laughs> Giselle in the jacket in 2016, and then Giselle in the jacket in 2017. By the way. On Real Housewives of Potomac, the editors are genius. Season yeah. four was some of the best editing I've ever seen in my life, but I'm glad we got a quick snippet of them showing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, it prob- it was two separate years, but it was all within one calendar, 12-month calendar yes. year. So, faux pas. And Karen faux was pas. not having it. <laughs> okay. Karen, I, I, I just want to be friends with rich people who recognize you or that. You wore that seven months ago because that's how rich you are. Where you can even pick up on other people wearing shit. I know, isn't like, that crazy? Can I you imagine? It. Can you imagine? Like you remember seeing somebody at a society party or whatever little party mm. you people be at, and then she and the and the gag is Giselle didn't even wear that jacket on TV the first time. She wore it in <laughs> right. private. Right? She put her on blast. <laughs> yeah, she called her out. She's like, you bum bitch wearing jackets twice. <laughs> I was like, what? But as far as clothes go, don't you? Uh, did you remember? Did you see the shade, the nice nasty shade when Giselle first arrived? She's like, no. hi Karen, your wig looks cute. Oh, I did hear that. First, yes. the wig yes. did not look cute. But second, <laughs> uh, one of Karen's afflictions is that she had bad wigs. Uh, Giselle too, mm-hmm. but Giselle had made improvements before Karen did, as you see. But Karen okay. now has the best wigs on the show and has a hairline now. But oh shit! But you know that's you know these are season five things. That was yeah. season three. And, that's season uh, three. She <laughs> upgraded from the Tyler yeah. Perry wigs. Yes, exactly. And then you saw <laughs> and you saw Giselle with her tacky ass cape, and then and then Karen's like, "Oh, you look cute with your little cape." <laughs> <laughs> Just that's what I'm talking about. These this nice, is, this nasty is so shade. much like oh, <laughs> this is such black auntie church energy with yes. the little like the barbs and like but but you know coat them with niceness. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's it's fucking beautiful. I, I love think, it. I think that's so much a part of why I prefer this to Atlanta. Although uh, I fucking love Atlanta. Yeah, it's like yeah. sometimes you don't want all of the stuff laid out plain for you. I like deciphering. I like yeah. having to go back and be like, did that bitch just shake me? 
<laughs> it's so much more fun to watch because then you get like you know bits and pieces like you go back and watch stuff and you get more like i didn't remember anything about the the cape and the <laughs> and the wig barbs you know what i mean yeah. so it was like delightful to get to rewatch this and of course relive the roberto cavalli jacket <laughs> so they bought they bought up something that before the mime came back again yes because he went away the- because he went away. He went down the street. Which, when, when first they of were, all, your assignment is bad. Like, what you came to drop off something. What you leave There was for? no invitation in his hand. I know. I feel like he forgot the invitation. He was just like, oh, TV? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going I'm to do it up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show the world how clowning really is. <laughs> but when he comes back, they're in the midst of a conversation that I, I, I would just love to talk to you about, which is... Her dating somebody's ex-husband. Now, yes, Karen is so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Karen is hilarious. I love her so much. <laughs> you know. And now there is there are there are dumb stereotypes in our world. Mm. Or, stereotypes may not be the the correct word, but there are dumb codes mm-hmm. in our world, right? Uh-huh. Whereas like Oh, you don't date your homie's girlfriend, or you yeah. don't date your homie's yeah. ex-boyfriend. I don't think that's dumb necessarily. Defending on, depending on like scenarios, the boundaries yes. should or should not be there. Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 I definitely agree with that. But it is this like hard and fast. Like it's like baseball with unspoken, unwritten rules. Yeah, it's these like unwritten rules. That we're supposed to follow based mm-hmm. on just you know what we've set up for ourselves as a society. Giselle wasn't having it. Giselle was like, I'm going to date other people's ex-husbands, too. I'm going to date a lot of ex-husbands. <laughs> well, so then that's what's hilarious. It's like low-key kind of because Kendall might have been Giselle's friend. Like, we're not clear is the thing. At what point, you know, uh, at what point can you date a friend or somebody you knows like ex? Like, at what point? I mean, you know, I don't know because... Again, I don't know how close Kendall and Giselle were. Karen's trying to make it seem like Giselle and Kendall were tight. Or not tight, but at least close enough that this is a boundary crossing. And Giselle's like, they got divorced a hundred years ago. It was only six. (laughs) (laughs) It was only six, yeah. But so like, I I have no idea. Because it's like, there are only so many rich black men in the D.C. area who are available to women over 40. Yeah, that's true. Right? And if you're divorced and we don't chill like that, that your man felt comfortable hollering at me. What I'm supposed to do? Be like, no, you you were married to a friend I knew six years ago. Right. And it's time's passed. and, And to be fair to Giselle, like a bunch of women who didn't like Giselle tried to attack that relationship that season. Um, Mm. But it was devastating to Giselle because Giselle, her ex-husband is Jamal Bryant, a very infamous, notorious pastor who likes to smash his uh, parishioners and uh, mm-hmm. get him pregnant outside of wedlock. He he mm-hmm. got a, he had a baby on Giselle. That's why they got divorced. Yeah. But apparently, nobody else that Giselle has dated her daughters like. Even when Giselle this past season started redating her ex-husband, the girl's father, they were mad. But her daughters loved Sherman. Am I supposed to not date this man that I love, that my children love, because your friend of a friend used to be married to him ages ago? 
Ah. Yeah. Like yeah. for me, it doesn't seem like that great a boundary crossing if Giselle's version of her relationship with uh, Kendall is true. Uh, it, it honestly feels, it, it feels, so okay. So for instance, like I haven't lived with this show mm-hmm. like throughout all this seasons, right? Yeah. So, you know, me coming in and hearing this, I'm like, stop being ridiculous. It's six years. You know, like, you don't know what happened. You don't mm-hmm. know why they, I don't know why they, she probably knows. Wait, do you but think like, that six years is is short? I feel like if you've been married. Six years is a long time. You, you think that six years is a long, I feel like that's maybe short. You You don't. Well, here, so here's where I'm contradicting myself. Here's mm-hmm. where I'm a hypocrite. Because, and these aren't real people, but <laughs> for instance, my one of my favorite top two comedies of all time, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry okay. David is married to to Cheryl for mm-hmm. like the first six seasons. Uh-huh. They get a divorce. They've been divorced in real time, like based on the show to yeah. this last past season for like 10 years. But on this last season, she stars dating Ted Dancing. I ain't like it. <laughs> first like, of all, it's been too it's been too long. Wait, wait. <laughs> it's been too short. First of all, everybody should take date Ted Dance's fine ass. Oh, I don't yeah. care how short yeah. a time you think it is. <laughs> I would date Ted Dancing while I was still in the marriage, okay? <laughs> Let's open this up with Mr. Dancing. Hello, Ted, hello. Ted is a he silver fox. He can be fox. a third. Honey, do you yes. mind if we smash Ted Dancing today? Yeah. That's the kind of shit I would be on, you know. Come on Ted in. Ted Dancing is a fine ass old dude. He's, a, he's a silver fox. fox. Yeah, um, he's definitely is. so. I get so I, I know I'm a I hypocrite like because a it's whole based on marriage. What you know. Yeah, like a whole marriage. I feel like especially a marriage with kids. And Sherman used to be an NBA player. It's hard being an NBA wife, you know. So like, yeah. if I was an NBA wife and we had children and we divorced and you was dating somebody in my circle somewhat six years later, I don't know that I would be okay. But then on the other hand, like, is that Giselle's problem? That's the thing. Like, it's not Giselle's problem. It's more Sherman's problem. Right. You know, because for me— Sherman should have prepared his ex-wife. I might holla at bitches that hang out with bitches you hang out with. I hope he's not calling his wife and his girlfriend bitches. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they mad at, because he is. And (laughs) and that's that's what he's calling them all. But, yeah, it's on him. But also, you know, like, it makes you start to think, like, oh, so you found this person attractive. And, like, this whole whole time we was married? The whole time we was married. All this shit, right? And, And, like, that's stupid. That's no, not I, like, my brain would work like that. My brain, but would our work brains like work like that, right? Our brains. I'm like, work oh, like so that, you right? wanted to fuck my friend all this time? You want to fuck my friend all this time? Twenty years? Mm-hmm. Twenty years? You want to fuck my friend? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. I'm but glad here's you the thing. Six. But here's the thing. Uh, the the ex wife is kind of a cunt. Uh, you can't say that. <laughs> I can say that. She is. She is because once. Giselle and Sherman started dating. She started trying to find her way onto the TV show. Mind your fucking business, bitch. You ain't on this yep. show. You ain't yeah. on this show. And then also, this is crazy. Um, the reason that Giselle and Sherman eventually break up is because Giselle had beef with a couple of the women on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. And one of the women, Monique, who is an asshole, is very divisive right now because Monique attacks somebody and I think she's in... A monster for it but whatever um but prior to that attack in season five season three Giselle and 
Monique have an instant rivalry when they meet each other and it just extends. But at some point, just because just because Giselle doesn't like her, not for anything that Giselle actually did. Monique brings Sherman's ex-wife, Kendall, onto the show. They're not even friends. Kendall is a friend of another woman on the cast who Monique is friends with. So Monique jumps that friendship to bring Kendall on the show just to spite Giselle. And then somehow, I think from the ex-wife, got information that Sherman had gotten arrested for receiving a blowjob from a prostitute in the park. And just because she hated Giselle, Monique brought that information to national television and talked about it on camera. So then when Sherman found out, he dumped Giselle and refused to film with her ever again. Wow. Which leads to the subsequent beef that turned into a big fight in 2005, in season five. But like, so I could see why, you know, Giselle would have wanted to be protective of her relationship and didn't want that ex-girlfriend, that ex-wife around because that ex-wife brought mess, brought mess and went out of her way to help them humiliate her children's father just because she was jealous of her relationship. That really did not sit right with me at all. Yeah, no, that's that's wild. That's wild. And so it's like, if that's the kind of woman that these people are bringing around, yeah, if I was Giselle who had beef with with Karen bringing Shorty to events, she knows I'm going to be at. Right. Because if right. she's that messy as to help people embarrass her ex-husband, the ch- the father of her children who are at the time still under 18, then what kind of mess is she going to try to pull when we standing in the same Right. When we vicinity. standing in the same damn room. Yeah. And it makes me, and it makes you uncomfortable, right? Yeah, and yeah. And not even want to go to spaces that you should be comfortable in, right? Exactly. And the thing is, like, yeah. like you said, comfortable. It's my show. Karen and Giselle right. are the stars of that of that franchise. They are the main girls. This is my show. Why are you bringing the old bitch on to my show? You know, yeah. I would have a problem yeah. with it for sure. As we as we kind of wrap up, just talking about this clip and and this moment and these people, it's 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 really interesting because. You know, I've brought it up the how how I I can connect to how it feels familiar, mm-hmm. and unlike, for instance, the Real Housewives of New York fight, which was just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, like both of these fights are ridiculous, right? But it also that fight felt like this. This is not not manufactured, but this isn't a fight that would happen in the real world. No, it would not. It would not. <laughs> like, There's nobody chilling, tossing legs because you called her yeah. fake, even though you never said the word fake. <laughs> yeah, or faking asthma and all yeah. that shit. Like, that felt like television, whereas this... It's a real fight. Feels like a real fight, but the genius of this moment is... We get the television aspect of it in the right. most unusual way yeah. with the fucking mime coming in. It gets, and hot. that's why I think it's brilliant. It it gets like, it gets, it gets up, upgraded in the most absurd way. Almost, it's, so it's like it's like here's a mundane moment, or relatively, it was already a good enough fight for the TV show, by the way, because it you know you didn't have the context that I had, but. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a pretty solid fight between these two women, you know. And then to add a fucking mime, to give us a mime, to give us a mime. We already had the Roberto Cavalli jacket moment and they still gave us a mime. 
It was brilliant. It's funny. It's brilliant. Very funny. I honestly, you know, arguments are never fun. Mm-hmm. But if they could be broken up with the tension of a clown, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or the tension could be broken up with the clown, <clears throat> then shit, I'm for it. I yeah. am fucking for it. And also, like I said, like this is, I I would be like at the Real Housewives of New York. I was like, okay, this is fun, but like I don't have to watch like many clips or many episodes of these women because eventually I would glaze over. Probably, yeah, yeah. I no, I think you would women. watch Potomac from season one, and season one is bad to be honest, and it's still yeah. good. But if you yeah. watch season one, if this is what you're looking for, like familiar. Auntie, nice, nasty, random barbs, church lady disses kind of thing. Love it. Love, go for it. I love it. Season season five got very dark, but there's still a lot of nice, nasty barbs and stuff. So, like, if I were you, if you ever get bored, you ever have a random Sunday or something, you and your fiance, like, get together, watch it. You will have a fucking Mm. blast. I love it. I fucking love it. Should we see if we want to put anybody on the cast? Absolutely. Let's do it on the other side of the break. We'll be right back, everybody. Welcome back, niggas. We are talking about Real what did Housewives. We do to, what did we do to earn a melodious niggas? Like the W. Did I earn it? Niggas. I don't think I did. I did, did. I do anything good enough for a melodious I mean, niggas? Did we? Did I mean, the audience? That's fine. Nice. The audience, maybe not, but you did. You did. Okay. You you brought this clip. You brought you 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 brought you brought the good energy. So you know that's what we get. That's <laughs> we get we got we had a pretty interesting cast so far it's a mm-hmm. very it's a very interesting mix of people right i'm looking at this list and and i will say this we don't have anybody on our cast like these two women mhm and right? i can identify at least mm-hmm. one maybe two people mhm that you know, I mean, I uh-huh. think I think Karen's a shoo-in, but okay. I would also make a very good case for Giselle. Well, let's hear your case. Let's hear what you got. Let's. I wanna. I wanna know because you live with the show. Uh-huh. You know these characters. Uh-huh. I'm interested. I'm interested to hear hear your take on. On the additions, because I feel like I, I'm going to agree. I, I agree. I, I, I like Karen a lot. I like Karen a lot. But yeah, what you got? What's so, you, what you think? so, so with Giselle, right? Um, and you probably wouldn't have privy. You wouldn't be privy to this sort of thing because you don't watch the show. And obviously we're basing this based on the clip. But yes, yes. Giselle is a producer's dream. And, you know, we value that on this show as we're putting together a cast you know johnny's an instigator new york is a producer's dream that sort of thing giselle's a producer's dream every conflict on this show is a result of giselle's manipulation the fact that karen and giselle are even having this lunch is because giselle humiliated karen about her tax issues you even saw they showed a flashback in the mime scene where she had a t-shirt that said free uncle ben that's what she calls karen's ex uh, karen's husband because he's an old dark-skinned man with with gray hair (laughs) so disrespectful free free, okay (laughs) i love it okay i love it she's a free uncle ben whatever and (laughs) 
And just the for me, Karen is an extremely special woman. She's like one of a kind. But Karen requires a foil. She's not somebody who's always incredible by herself, right? She's delusional enough to be hysterical often, but you wouldn't get Karen's clever, nice, nasty if there wasn't a Giselle frenemy to give us nice, nasty. And even when they're going back and forth, obviously, you know, Karen was hilarious bringing out the the Liberace jacket, was it? But like... Mm. Giselle needed to be wearing a tacky purple cheetah blazer (laughs) for us Mm -hmm. to be talking about. And they trade uh, back and forth in the conversation. I think they're both like really funny. They're really good at a jab here, jab here, not giving the other girl anything, not letting the other woman slide on anything. I think they're both incredibly funny. And also maybe a little bit. I'm a Giselle stan. But (laughs) I think that I think, for example, a woman like Giselle is more valuable than a Vinny. Now, in the grand scheme of reality TV, because of the historic nature of Jersey Shore, Vinny yeah. might feel more iconic just because he was like part of the, you know, original cast of a of a phenomenon. It was like a monstrosity of a pop cultural, you know, force. And it still is now. to some degree. Yeah. yeah. But if we're talking about, you know, a dynamic person, a brilliant person to have on a cast, someone who's valuable, someone who will make the other people around them better, I think Giselle does a really good job of that. I won't kill myself if Giselle's not on the cast because even having Queen Karen is enough. (laughs) (laughs) No, I will not suicide over Giselle. But, you know, I think that, Karen is brilliant enough to keep, but I think that Giselle yeah. would be an, a valuable addition as well. Yeah. Even just how coolly she handled the mime. You know, I think any anybody else would be very frazzled and wouldn't know what to do in that moment. But she was that transition like, no, he's the clown was amazing. Yeah. Like she's quick. She's very she's quick. quick. She's very, she's very quick. That was very quick. Um, I don't, really have much else to add uh, because I kind of am on the same train track that you're on here. I I think Karen, I I would love to see Karen in New York. Yeah. I would love to see Karen in Bananas. Yeah. Oh, I I think Karen in New York would become like mother-daughter, but Karen would not suffer no Johnny Bananas. Let me tell you, she would not have it. She wouldn't. I would love to see Karen and Tyra Banks. Ooh. I would lo- like. There are so many people in our cast who I would oh. love to see Karen. I can't even picture what that dynamic would be like. Whoa! Yes. I would love to see Karen with Kate Gosling. Like, <laughs> I would. There are so many people in this cast who I would just love to see Karen interact with. Yeah. And, and for that reason, I think she's super invaluable. I think she's super invaluable. Is invaluable the right yeah. word? I yeah. Think val- I think, yeah, invaluable. Or is it if, valuable? Who knows? Who knows? Let me Whatever. She is, she is super worthy. <laughs> she is very worthy. Yeah, invaluable is correct there. Okay. I think she's super invaluable. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no problem welcoming... The Karen Grand the Dom of Potomac. The Grand Dom, no problem at all. <laughs> uh, she is every, she is every 
uh, mother of the church yeah. who isn't old and decrepit that I've ever met in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and and I don't mean old and decrepit. That sounds disrespectful. So, But, like, I mean, like, at a certain point, like, you get to auntie energy and then you become grandma energy. Yeah, she's yeah, still yeah. in the auntie. She's still, she's still auntie. in the auntie energy uh, realm of her of her shade, and I love. Yeah, yeah. Giselle, you're right. I don't, I don't know quite a lot about mm-hmm. her like full history. Yeah, you're also right. Vinny um, comes from a very historic show, but. Vinny is also like the third or fourth iconic person on his own show. Yeah. So, you know, like, and I don't mean that as shade. I just mean it as at a certain point, the iconic show starts to hold less value uh, when you're not even like the most popular person yeah. on that show. He's right? not the situation or right. Paulie, He's not Snooki or, yeah. or even Jay Wild, right? Yeah. And when I was thinking about this as Giselle, you say she's like kind of the manipulator. She kind of makes things happen. That's kind of the tag that we were giving Vinny because that's yeah. what we did in the clip in that, that we watched. In that specific clip, yeah. Right? Um, I think Giselle is better TV. Than prettier Vinny. to look at. I think she's prettier to look at. I think like, I think adding that flavor to the cast. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. I have no problem with getting rid of Vinny and adding Giselle. I have no problem with it at all. Yes, I, that was the, yes, yeah. that was the that was the person who I was like, if we're gonna get rid of somebody, mm-hmm. it's gonna be Vinny. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something: having three Real Housewives on this cast right now, I fucking love it. Yeah, having Aviva, having Aviva Dresser and uh-huh. and Giselle and Karen. So they oh, and having like a, a I don't know if like the Real Housewives franchise ever like butt heads or cross or anything like oh, that. Oh no, but they're they doing they're they're about to do their first quote unquote all star season. They're about to air it. And Interesting. Unfortunately, none of the Potomac women were on it because they were filming their season while it happened. Got it. I'm very interested to see a Real Housewives yeah, crossover. I, like Aviva, I'm so curious because I feel like Giselle is really good at getting along with everyone if needed, but I yeah. can't imagine that she would suffer any of Aviva's shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I and, want Aviva to throw a leg at Karen and Giselle. Oh, Giselle would not have it, and neither would Karen. They would not have it. Girl, pick your fucking leg up. Don't put that over here. That's what Giselle would do. <laughs> yes. I love it. I, I fucking love it. I love it. I think uh, I think these are two worthy people. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think it's I'm fun. so excited. Look at all these black women on our cast. Yeah, that too. Yeah, we got, we got Tyra. Four. We got four. Tyra, Tiffany, Pollard, and Giselle mm-hmm. and Karen. I'm excited about mm-hmm. that. I feel I feel well represented. It's it's really dope, and and I think the foils that they have are very fun. Yeah, like I, I think they're very fun. I even Dan Geesling, you know, who's a little bit more of like the, but I can see him just. I would love to see Dan Geesling would suck up to Karen. Yes. And get her on his side. Dan yes. was really, really good at getting, except for the old man, Jerry. Jerry hated him aggressively. But J- 
uh, Dan was really good at er- making everyone think he was adorable and mm-hmm. and wanting to care about him. He was just such a nice, good Catholic boy or whatever. And I think Karen would love that because she loves to oh. be the nurturer. She loves to yes. take people under her wing. It would be great. It would be great. I would love to see Karen uh, become fond and take this little white boy under Yeah, her that would be hilarious. <laughs> like, Actually, that's hysterical because there's a storyline. This is one of the other things that Giselle did to her. Karen, Giselle was telling everybody that Karen had a white firefighter boyfriend or something like that. <laughs> and it was like a much younger white dude that she was seeing. So maybe Karen could get a, a, a little something going with some Dan maybe, Gieslinger, right? Maybe, maybe Karen can get them cheeks clapped. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a little godly clapping in there. A blue-eyed firefighter or something stupid <laughs> like that. He's... And he a church boy, too? Yeah. You know yeah. they're going to read the Bible together and then yeah. knock the sheets. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There it is, everybody. Welcome to the cast. Two. Uh, hold on one second. Um, Welcome to the cast. Giselle Bryant and Karen. Is it Huger? Huger. 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 And mm-hmm. Karen Huger. From Real Housewives of Potomac. I love it. <laughs> we got one more cast slot left. We do. We're up to 11. We got one left. We got four more episodes to choose people from. We're going to probably see some mix-ups, probably. But we're there. I'm very excited about next week's episode. We got somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. We got somebody who is actually on our cast coming on the show next week so make sure y'all stay tuned for that it is gonna be dope i am very excited i'm gonna leave y'all in suspense because that's what a good host does you just gonna have to come back next week find out who we got let us know what you think let us know if you agree let us know what you're thinking of the cast so far i think we got a pretty nice uh we got a pretty nice list of names here so i'm i'm excited i'm excited to i'm excited for where we're going with the yeah. rest of this yeah yeah shit i'm at jackie's neil on everything where can we find you at ray I'm at Ray Sani on Twitter rafizzle 87 on Instagram i can't change it i tried to can't. Oh, you tried to? They won't even let you change it? No. Well, you know what? Maybe they I didn't try hard enough. Maybe I didn't well, try hard enough. That's that's probably true, but they also keeping you true. They keeping you true to yourself, you know. Oh, and dear that's, God. And that's honestly, you know, the best thing that a multi billion dollar company can do for us is keep us <laughs> true to ourselves. That's what social media is for. Oh man. That's it, everybody. Thank y'all so much for coming. Thank y'all for listening. Don't wear your Liberace suits more than once in a year, everybody. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't be, it was don't be purple out here in these cheetah. Who makes a purple <laughs> cheetah blazer? Why'd you buy it, Giselle? Why'd you buy it? High fashion. High fashion. <laughs> Only in Potomac. Only in Potomac. And this is the cast. We'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. We all have things in our lives that we are proud of. And we all have moments we may like to choose to forget. Whether that's a moment of regret, a moment of embarrassment, 
or a moment of choice where you went down the wrong forking road. But moments that should be celebrated are moments where you decided that your life path was going to be in service of others. A doctor, a teacher, a journalist, a construction worker, a friend, a confidant, a street performer, standing on Hollywood Boulevard in a hot Mickey Mouse costume with your ears drooping down and a look of I have 12 kids in a whole kingdom to feed on your face on a hot July day in the hottest summer on record in Los Angeles with the sun beaming off the Walk of Fame shining right back to your dark black suit. Celebrate these moments because if you didn't do it, who would? If you wouldn't be a street performer, nobody would. And that is what makes you special. These are my thoughts, everyone. Just what I'm feeling at the time. Next time on The Cast, Ray enrolls in mime school to work on her swag. Jaquise hires Karen Huger to replace the no-fun church ladies at his church. And Ray and Jaquise go purple cheetah hunting to up their wardrobes. That was a HeadGum Podcast.